The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. This is the business of sports. Should Major League Baseball shorten up the season? How do we present football to the audience of the future? I don't think that most players understand the power that they have. Michael Barr. The future of IndyCar racing is looking bright. Scott Soshnank. Very basic math here. More bidders means more money. Evan Novi williams The team value has essentially quadrupled. And the leaders in the sports industry. Time to bring in our guest, Hal Steinbrenner. National Hockey League Commissioner Gary Bettman. Atlanta Braves President Derek Schiller. Patriots President. Jonathan Kraft, Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. I'm Evan Novi Williams. And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast where we. we Evan didn't participate again. It's getting annoying. Many issues in the world of sports. Why, does it, why don't you participate? Huh. Huh, there we go. He, it's like a Monday for him. Still, still working off the effects of eating raw fish and hiking through Canada and <laughs> carrying everything because his girlfriend didn't carry anything. By the way, can I say this? Woo! Guess what day <laughs> it is. Guess what day it is. What? Come on, I know you know. Scott, 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 Scott. Is it your birthday? No. Oh, it's hump day. It's not just a yes, hump day. thank you. Oh, I know that. I thought, oh, yeah. Hump day. Hump day. Very, listen, he doesn't get very deep with it. I mean, it's very, uh, it's, yeah. it's hump day. <laughs> I thought there was like more. All right. Yeah, that we know. I love that, man. I love that commercial. All anyway, right. Right. Uh, let's talk about Joe Sy. Let's talk about Joe Sy. What's up? Joe is putting some of his money behind the uh, Premier Lacrosse League, which is uh, pretty darn good for Paul Rabel and friends. Yeah, they were uh, on the show uh, earlier, yesterday, weren't they? Well, they weren't on this show. Well, not this show, but, but they, I mean, they, they were, were in the house. Yeah, they they were. And Paul and his brother Michael, co-founders of the league, they joined uh, Bloomberg Scarlet Foo and Caroline Hyde on Bloomberg Markets, The Close. And uh, this is what they had to say about the endeavor. We looked at, on the outset of, of building the PLL, was uh, a combination of partnership opportunities with the existing league and then taking our strategy, which we ended up deciding to do, uh, which is more tour-based, and leaning into modern media, and having the best players in the world at our backs, uh, kind of turning this thing in and launching something new. That was Paul Rabel, I know the voice. And Joe Sy gives them an expert in all things sports. Remember, he's part owner of the Brooklyn Nets. Right. He owns an NLL, NLL team in San Diego, the Women's National Basketball Association team in New York, the Liberty. So if you want tech, sports, and e-commerce, you can't do better than Joe Sy. Joe Tai. It's, it's not just Joe Tai. It's some, you name some of the other investors. It's a, it's a big investor group that is that is fairly impressive. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've known from the beginning, Rain Group is, is involved. Um, the lacrosse community has uh, put its money where its mouth is behind the sport. So um, now all he has to do is succeed and make money. That's all. That's, <laughs> that's what I said oh, to Paul yesterday. Okay. Now all you have to do is make money was, and, and succeed. I was going to ask about that. How Do you do you have any idea how, how much they're raising, how, how much it's going to cost to get a, a brand we, new traveling lacrosse league? I'm going to stop you there. I don't. They, they did not disclose how much they raised or what valuation because there's a, it's a lot different than <clears> – <throat> excuse me – 
there's a difference between this upstart sports league and sort of a tech startup. So they didn't want an apples to watermelons comparison as to what's going on here. Sure. But they are backed by NBC as well. That They have three games on NBC, which they're very high about that it's going to get the sport, will get the exposure of all those homes. And we NBC saw with SN. the AAF we, last weekend. There you go. If you're on yeah. network broadcast it, it matters. It matters what, what you're on. And if you can get a deal like NBC and not just a streaming deal. Yeah, and you're going to be uh, very excited, Evan, by the way. I haven't told you yet. I'm next week, you know, you know what I think we're going to have on next week? This is going to be a little peek peek. I okay. hope it looks like Jack Hennigan. Oh, very nice. The, the quarterback. I saw that he uh, he tweeted at us. Yeah, he after, tweeted that he, like, he, he likes him the, the show and he's glad to have on. So, yeah, he and I were uh, texting last night. Looks like it's going to work out for next It'll week. It'll be good to have a fellow Ivy League football player. Join oh. us on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? I, I have to rem- <laughs> remind me to ask him about lightweight football and his views on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of football, Kareem Hunt. No, let's talk golf. I want. I can't wait. It- <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot you, you, wait for this story. You want? You want to go to Kuchar? Yes. Let's do okay, Kuchar. We, we'll we'll go to Kuchar. All right. All right. Evan, uh, you want to go first? I, I just found out about this story like twenty minutes ago. Right, so so in, you guys go first. It's in the Washington Post that apparently Kuchar. He, at the last minute, entered a tournament in Mexico. His caddy had already committed to something else, so he couldn't go. So he used a local caddy at the course, right? Turns out he wins the tournament, $1.2 million purse. <laughs> yeah. And you know how this goes at the end. You got to, you know, give your caddy a little something. And apparently he gave him like $5,000, like, like five k on a $1.2 million win. If he had his regular caddy... That would have been how much? $126,000 his regular caddy would have been paid. That's John Wood. But it wasn't there. So this other guy gets 5000 Apparently, after some I'm-not-so-happy discussions, he upped it by fifteen, so he gave him 20000 I Here, ooh. buy yourself something nice. Uh, yeah, but, oh, man, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I think that's a pretty – I'm not a golfer. Is that a good tip? Is that a bad tip? I I would have to ask. I got a, a guy who a friend of years who is a diehard golfer. I want to ask him about that. I mean, he won the tournament. One point two million dollars. Well, is there is there and maybe someone can tweet in. Is there a percentage that you give your caddy? Well, the, you there know? there is a, a straight percentage yeah, that your a, regular caddy a would tour, have. Basically. Yeah, there's like a right. tour. But obviously, this was a separate deal. So. Apparently, he he had agreed just to kind of a a. A verbal deal. Hey, give me three grand. We're good. But I don't think that's a high amount at all. Actually, it's a, not if you win one. For I me, mean, if I, I win one point two million, you would think maybe like fifty thousand at least, or a hundred thousand maybe. If his regular caddy gets one hundred and twenty, or would have gotten one twenty six, I boy, I'd feel bad giving the guy less than fifty. Especially from uh, he won the game, so that caddy was with him throughout the whole thing. Correct. Yeah, Matt, tournament, Matt Kuchar has won $48 million in his golf career. <laughs> this is not um, really good. This caddy, I, I believe in the story you sent around, Scott, it was make, a Washington makes, Post. makes $200 yeah. a day. Right. You wow. Know, Matt Kuchar could have changed this caddy's life uh, irreversibly. Uh, and uh, yeah, it seems but like hey, a, a, but now a big I get, miss. How do I feel about the caddy who then he, he was sending emails to Mark Steinberg, Kuchar's agent, agent yeah. Tiger Woods' agent as well, and he said, here, let me quote, according to the Washington Post, I am a humble man who takes care of his family, works hard. I'm reaching out to you to see if you can facilitate me receiving a fair amount for my help with Matt winning 1.2, whatever, whatever. Uh, I'm not looking to disparage Matt or give him a bad name. Fair is fair. And I feel like I was taken advantage of by placing my trust in Matt. Response was, I am out of the country. What Matt has offered is fair. 
Oh, well, no, okay, shut now, wait up and leave me alone. <laughs> That's <laughs> awful. Well, wait awful. a minute. Now, now I got to play devil's advocate here. Go ahead. If they had a verbal agreement before, yeah, before the tournament, yeah. give me three thousand dollars, and okay, here's an extra two grand. I'm not saying Kuchar I, was. Ch- I, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but it, like I, I don't know. I, I I myself. If I made that much money and this guy helped me, whatever, and you kind of know what he earns, I think I'd give him some. Medina, you're, you're nicer than anybody else in the studio. This is all I'm saying. If I was caddying and before I knew he might win, okay, fine, here's a couple thousand. But then once you win, take back your ver- Just be like, here, I know I'm I said 3,000, re- but I'm going to give you more. So you know what? I don't think that's a, a fair number, he said. And then surprise him and say, I'm going to give you more, not going to give you less. Well, I totally agree. We okay. used to have <laughs> here I go. We used to have I sent back, a Michael Barr Twitter poll, by yeah, the way. Big Bar yeah, All six people come in <laughs> when, when I when I was fairly good at bowling. Two ninety nine lifetime 299 high. Two ninety nine lifetime high. And uh my ball driller would you know You had a ball take, driller? Oh yeah, you'd, he would I would go to this guy, he would set up my equipment, and we had an agreement if if let's say for instance I, I won a tournament. Or or a, uh, we would go pot bowling sometimes, and if I won some money, uh, I would give them ten percent of whatever it was. I, I didn't even know that existed. Like yeah. someone that helps you with your ball during bowling. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you got to have a. Good, you ever when you go to the lanes when you're, you know, you get that little blister from your thumb because they don't fit I, your I, so bar. Well, no, I'm no, sure. no, you 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 have your own personal equipment. Of course you yeah. do. I mean, and, and what kind of ball did you have? Did you have like cool color? What did you have? Oh, I, I had all kinds. It, hammer was the best equipment they they made. I had a, the blue hammer, the regular black hammer. Oh, oh my God! I Bar's had... new nickname, the black hammer. Oh, yeah. oh my God! I love it. <laughs> oh my God. The black hammer. I did. I, I, I love it. Oh, I had the red hammer. It, new I had all Twitter the handle equipment. I mean, at black hammer. There was so much out there. <laughs> I was on a bowling league when I was young. I did. Two days uh, bowling, three days karate. Oh, my God. Wow, That's you what did, I did karate? Yeah, I was like seven years old. Karate. Tiger wow. Shulman's? Yeah. I, I didn't get past the uh, white belt, but that's okay. Evan hasn't spoken. <laughs> Evan. I'm, I'm just reveling in this oh, conversation. Okay. I'm, I'm going to move along The black here. hammer. I did. No, the hammer was the best equipment that, at the time <laughs> when I was in. I've heard of it. I, I know about Brunswick and Earl Anthony. There you go. 299. Yeah, oh. and 299. $2.99. Yeah. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Got to talk about Kareem Hunt, and he is uh, now with the Browns, and uh, boy, we have uh, opened up a can of worms with this, so let's talk about that. Evan? Yeah, I've got some thoughts on this, The and Scott knows this because we sit next to each other. Uh, a story that I wanted to write three months ago, the, the, the day that Kareem Hunt got released, it seemed clear to me that when he got signed again, and he was going to get signed again, he was going to end up getting paid more by getting cut, released from his rookie deal. Uh, two years early, and that seems exactly what's going to happen. He signs a one-year deal 
with the Browns. Uh, he's going to be suspended. We don't know how long yet, but you know, that, at that's, least that's six money. games. Yeah. At, at least six, six games, six games, eight games, maybe more. That's money. He's not. He's not going to get paid those game checks. Um, but at the end of next year, he's going to be a restricted free agent. He's hitting free agency a year before he would have under his rookie deal. If he is anywhere the player that he seemed to have been in his first couple years in the league, uh, he's going to be in line for a fairly decent payday. He is going to accelerate the earning process faster this way by being cut for you know violence against a woman and then being re-signed a few months later than he would have had he played out the rest of his contract had this incident not happened. See, we needed to I think bring, that that is wrong. We need to bring Demoris Smith and Roger Goodell together somehow. Well, how about some sort of, I'd say, addition to the collective <laughs> bargaining agreement where one cannot benefit from being cut and suspended or having your contract terminated? See, I got to add this, too, and it is something that Evan said and plays off that. Um, <laughs> yes, Kareem Honey, you can't miss the video, and, and the Brown, according to the Browns, you know he was contrite and he's remorseful for it and, and, and whatever. But meanwhile, Colin Kaepernick, uh, still is not playing anywhere. Yeah. So it, it, you know, when I hear the, you know, everybody deserves a second chance. I, I okay, uh, and so, but so then why is not Colin Kaepernick with the team? And furthermore, somebody said, okay, you deserve a second chance in life, but if you ever get the dream job, you don't deserve a second chance. Evan, <laughs> I mean, I I agree with you that that I mean. Colin Kaepernick and and Kareem Hunt are are, are as of a couple of days ago were out of, out of the league for two very different reasons. Um, I agree that Colin Kaepernick firmly deserves to uh, to be on an NFL roster. Um, look, the NFL has has made it clear infinitely over the past uh, couple years that that teams do not care about the indiscretions of players. The Greg Hardy. Uh, the the things that he did detailed in that in that court case, um, the fact that he was signed yeah. by the Dallas Cowboys, I, I I almost can't even think of the kind of thing that that you would have to do as an NFL player as a good NFL yeah. player w- women's to groups, not get a shot. Women's cut. groups pro- protesting, they say women make up about half the audience for the NFL. You know what the NFL NFL will respond to if half its fan base stops watching, which isn't going to happen, right? Well, no, I mean, but the, that, I mean that's that's the reality. What kind of actual blowback happens to the Browns for for offering Kareem Hunt a, a one million dollar deal? Probably, probably, probably nothing, probably right? Nothing. Which which is why which is why they do it. Right. Um, what kind of fallback happens to uh, the Browns if they offer Colin Kaepernick a one a one one million dollar one year deal? Maybe a little differently. At least that's the way that I think a lot of teams are looking at it. Um, so. Fair or not, that seems to be the way the economics are working. And we're right we're going to have NFL. David Stern for a special on Pre- President's Day. David's coming in soon. Right. Um, I always go back to something he said: the people who yell the loudest that I'm never going to watch again. I don't worry about them. It's that sort of passion that proves they will be back, and that's what you see with Kaepernick. He's like the people who say nothing. That's who I used to worry about. Which is why if I'm the NFL and everybody's all, even a team, I'll never watch this league again. Uh, Kaepernick, uh, they'll be back. They'll be back. Yeah, it, 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 boy, this is this is one of those complicated things where, it, I, I mean, I, I just don't understand why Kaepernick is not back in the league if we go for if we're talking about second chances. So, uh, who am I? I'm just the Black Hammer. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I feel like the Giants should consider taking him. Kaepernick? Hell yeah. Okay. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. Uh, there are certain markets that would probably be I, I would make more business sense because if it's a liberal fan base. Like, I don't think Kaepernick's going to play well in Texas. 
So maybe not, but New York, San Francisco. I mean, he's already, he played in San Francisco. It's not going to happen. But you get you get it. Depends what the fan base is made of. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast. I'm Michael Barr, along with Scott Soshnick and Evan Novi Williams. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with Michael Balls Bars Ball Driller. Exclusive. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, that's not what, what? I'm I don't see that on the paper. I, I thought Evan went. went I thought I was, Evan went bar. I was like, oh my god, did I do a crazy typo that I didn't know about? Just I, kidding. Uh, we will have someone, uh, a, a big bright mind in the sports business world. So join us uh, again at the end of the week. Well, we know who it is. We can say it. Medina doesn't like just to tease in case something happens, but we're gonna have him on. Michael Barr is so excited. Barr, tell tell everybody who we're gonna have. That's right, people. That's when Scott and I speak with NASCAR president Steve Phelps. And now if he doesn't show up, I mean, the promo sucks, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we are fully expecting to speak with Steve Phelps soon. In fact, I'm going to give him some echo. Steve Phelps, Phelps, Phelps. Well, because, you know, if there's ever a time to go NASCAR, Daytona 500 this weekend. Darn tootin'. What do you, you got planned? Uh, I'm watching the Daytona 500. Well, I, 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 <laughs> and since uh, we're off on President's Day, yeah. see, I can sit and I can... You know, put all the snacks out. That's what I meant. And and it, it's but I'm I'm the kind of guy. Okay, if I'm gonna have a Super Bowl party. <laughs> I okay, I'll invite folks over. We all. You have any idea time. how many words he just said and said nothing? I know. All I'm saying is but the, this this guest at this point better show because uh, that is the longest tease for an upcoming guest. <laughs> I just like when I'm watching the Daytona 500. I'm watching it. I want to see it alone, and I'm concentrating on the race. So your yeah. wife comes in and says, Michael, you say what? Not now? Or give me? I will say. Or do you do it ahead now. of time, honey? Go do something. They know, everybody knows this. Oh, it's okay. like, don't call me. Don't do not do any of that stuff while call. the race I'm is gonna on. I'm going to call him on lap, whatever. serious. I'm going to call him serious. But, but then they will still play gags. The whole family's like, okay, while I'm in a break, uh, while they're in a break on TV, I'll have to go to the restroom or something. And then all of a sudden, everybody will say, ooh! And then, of course, I'm running out. It's like, what the hell is going on? Oh. And then they're just laughing. Did you see like, trying to pull up his pants really fast? Like, <laughs> what, what, what? And nothing happened, and they're just slapping their knee. Anyway. Do you okay. ever rewind if you do you happen to miss something? Well, what they'll do is Can that we if rewind it's a big race. <laughs> No, everybody's fast forwarding on this. No, I mean, if, if there's a if there's a big wreck, they'll bust out of the commercial break, bust. and then they'll you know show the wreck. So a lot, that does happen a number of times. So when they play this gag on me, and it's like, oh, and I'm like, oh, what happened? So you know, you know, guys, anyway, you're listening to the Bloomberg sorry, Business of Sports. No, podcast we did this on Friday. Yeah, we did this on show. Bloomberg Radio, around the world, and online, wherever you get your podcast. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.